You are listening to the Dream for Others podcast with Naomi Arnold, episode 19. Dream for you, dream for me, dream for others. And now your host, award-winning life and business coach, Naomi Arnold. Hey there, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Those of you who have been listening since the first season, before I moved to the solo episodes, would know that I used to do long-form interviews on the show. I got to speak to some of the most amazing people, and I wanted to reshare some of those interviews with you in case you've joined us in more recent times, or in case you want to listen to components of those interviews in more digestible blocks. So today, I'm going to reshare part of my interview with my business coach, Lena West, where we will be focusing mostly on her CEO DNA method. So this one is mostly for people who have their own businesses, but even if you don't, you might want to listen from the lens of how could I apply this CEO DNA method to my workplace or to my life. I suspect if you do this, you will also learn some real gems from what Lena shares in terms of how the insights can support you in your life work and your attempts to dream for others. Before you listen to the rest of this episode, if it's safe to do so, you might like to press pause and go to archetypes.com and complete the quiz on that site if you have never done it before. We will be talking a bit about the different results and combinations from that quiz in the episode. So if you're able to do that, it might help provide some context to what we're talking about. But if you're not able to do it right now, that's totally okay as well. You will be able to do the quiz afterwards and you will still be able to follow along with what we're saying it'll just resonate even more after you've done it afterwards and can go oh that's that's what I am and that's that makes sense to me what she was saying in that episode before we transition into the interview, I also want to let you know that Lena will soon be using her platform to start a much needed conversation with online business owners. We have been socialized to believe that in order to build a successful business, we need to be hardcore, void of feeling and play silly little manipulative games with the people who we say we want to serve. Lena's calling BS on this and we'll be running some free CEO clinics shortly that will help people find a new way, their way. The CEO clinics will be a safe space where people can ask questions and get Lena's direct input on how to tap in so they can make optimal decisions and build a business that loves them back. So if you want to participate in the next wave of how to do online business, and if you want to learn how to create a business that loves you back, head on over to Lena's website at lenawest.com and enter your email address so that you can go on her interest list. That way you'll be the first to know when this conversation begins and when those free CEO clinics become available. You might also be interested to know that Lena is going to be a guest teacher in Developing Coach Collective, a collaboration project I'm doing with Cameron Aaron, especially for coaches. You can learn more about that project over at developingcoachcollective.com. Okay, let's jump in and listen to Lena. My first question is for those who don't get to talk to you every other week like I do. 
<laughs> and who might not be familiar with you and your work. Could you let us know a little about yourself and your passions and what you do? Sure. I am a business growth coach for women entrepreneurs. I am extremely passionate about the ability of entrepreneurship to awaken and strengthen agency within women. And I am also passionate about women's agency in general. And I always like to say with my clients, one of the major things that I believe I help them do, and they've said this to me as well, is I help them get out of being a business owner and into the CEO seat in their businesses. And I think a lot of times when we hear CEO, we think old white guy. And I am wanting to let us take that term back and let us each individually define what CEO means for us and then leverage that to build businesses that love us back. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I do. It's why I wake up every single morning. It's what I'm most passionate about. And I could speak about women's entrepreneurship till the cows come home, literally. Part of that, from what I've experienced, is helping them really identify what is unique about them and their unist, and then harnessing that, I guess, in, in their role as a CEO and in their life as well. So I'm curious if you can share with some of the listeners some of the ways that you do this. Like, How do you help people get to know themselves more fully? Well, one of the first things that I do with the women that I work with is I will have them take a battery of assessments. And that doesn't mean like 10 assessments. It's a curated three or four that I ask my new clients to take. And what it does is it allows me to get a really just hone in and get really pinpointed around their energetic blueprint. Because I don't want them to be building a business that's based on my interpretation of who they are, right? My lens, I want them to be building a business that's based on who they truly are. And the assessments that I've selected range from, you know, archetypal to some uh, human design things. Um, and so it gives me a really good idea of, oh, this is who this person is at their core. When we strip away society, when we strip away all of the other isms, when we strip all of that away, this is who this person is. So based on me knowing that, I can then say, okay, here are some suggestions on how you need to be leading, you know, and it's different for every client. And what ends up happening is when they, I call that whole process, the CEO DNA, and it's really getting to the DNA of who you are as the CEO of your business. And it's been my experience that when women go through that CEO DNA session with me, what they then realize is the thing that they thought was a preference, the thing that they thought was an idiosyncrasy or them being too sensitive or not sensitive enough or whatever label we want to give it, that thing is not really just a preference. It is part of who they are. And so they've then got to learn, how do I integrate this and make this a win instead of seeing this as a liability or something to overcome or something to fix? So the first thing that we do is figure out their CEO DNA. And then one of the ways that I help them to really get to know themselves and bring that into their business is we get clear on what they want. 
you know, so often we hear six and seven figures, which are terms that I am in the process of outlining an entire revolution around us taking those terms back because they've been really badly treated and bandied about. Um, just like, you know, the term CEO, let's redefine that. Let's take those six-figure and seven-figure terms back because they're not bad terms. It's just how they've been used in their association. They've been manipulated a bit. So let's take those terms back and let's get clear on what do we want. So if you say you want a six-figure business, what does that look like? If you say you want a seven-figure business, well, what does that look like? Because we can say, I want a million-dollar business, and that is yet another place that we hide. We hide behind the round numbers. So if you say, I want a million-dollar business, I'm going to say, okay, well, no, 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 let's get clear about what that is. Whereas if someone says, listen, I want a business that makes $741,331.53, now we got a goal. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a combination of them knowing who they are and, and understanding their own energetic blueprint and also becoming completely unapologetic about what they want. And not everything is for everyone. You know, we were sold this kind of bag of tricks, if you will. Um, A lot of times in the internet marketing world, we're told, oh, well, you need to have a funnel and you need to have a low price product and you need to have a group program. And the reality is, is those things don't work for everyone. And instead of doing the press and play thing, I want to know because I can get you to the money. It's just a matter of what structure, what business model is going to get you uniquely there. Yeah, I love this, as you know, and got so much out of even that first CEO DNA session with you. And I've been thinking about it a lot ever since, thinking about how that work that you do around CEO DNA and the CEO mindset, how relevant it is as well to those who may have a business or don't have a business and are interested in social change and activism and how understanding how they work in terms Mm -hmm. of that mindset could really impact on their way, I guess, of making a difference in their own way. So I was curious Mm -hmm. to ask you about this. And at the top of the call, I invited everyone to pause and go to the archetypes.com website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Find out if they don't know already what their primary archetypes are to provide some context. So I'm just curious to know this work that you do, around CEO DNA and CEO mindset, how can that then be applied to to people who are wanting to find their way to make a difference in some way? Yeah, so this is such a good question and I'm really glad that you're asking this. So a couple of things come up and I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this question. I've got to calm down. Okay, so. <laughs> it's a big so, question too. It can like have you racing. I love everywhere. it. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. The first piece is, In order to affect change externally, so social justice work, political work, environmental change, any type of external change before you can do that, and in order to do it in a way that is healthy, and in order to do it in a way that doesn't cause harm to others, and in order to do it in a way in which it will be most efficacious to the people you are seeking to serve, it is best for you to understand yourself. And so once you understand yourself and how you think 
and what your triggers are and the things that you are not exactly strong at doing. It doesn't mean you then go off to fix yourself. What it means is you now walk into the support and the dreaming for others. You walk into that work knowing exactly who you are. And when you do that, you are able to say, okay, well, I know that I am a caregiver archetype, right? So you'll figure that out as you said it archetypes.com. And that's one of the assessments that we go through with the CEO DNA process. And so you may say, okay, well, I got a strong caregiver archetype. Well, that's not uncommon in social justice work. It's not uncommon in environmental change work and social change work. And you get to then see, this is the lens. I'm seeing the world through the caregiver eyes. So what that means is you've got to take care of you before you take care of others. So when you get that care, for example, this is just an example, not every social justice person, but I work with a lot of experts in the social justice field and by and large, a preponderance of them have a strong caregiver archetype. And when you see that come through in your archetypes assessment, you know, part of what I'm going to need to do is take care of myself because I need to have reserves. And again, this goes back to now that you know who you are, you're not out here trying to save the world and you don't have reserves. That's a no-no. You want to have reserves so that not only can you give from those reserves, but you can be generous and you can give freely without concern, without worry, without resenting and thinking, oh, I'm so exhausted, but I've got to keep going and doing this social justice, social change work, but I really don't have it to give. Why not show up with a full cup? And the best way to show up with a full cup is to understand yourself and how do you fill your own cup? So that piece is so, so, so critical. The other piece of it that I want to say is, let's say you get, uh, and you go to the archetypes website and don't get the caregiver archetype um, or the spiritual archetype. The spiritual archetype is another one that is very common with uh, people working in social justice. People want to know, well, why don't I get the advocate archetype or why don't I get the explorer archetype? And those archetypes are completely different, right? So the advocate archetype is more along the lines of the someone that would be, for, for example, like in the States, the ACLU attorneys and such. So they are going to be the ones who kind of have a bit of a, if you will, a harder legal edge than working in the community and affecting change locally and being passionate about a change. So I just want everyone to know that if you don't get that advocate archetype or that explorer archetype, it doesn't mean that you're any less of a social change agent uh, or a social justice change agent. It, it, what it means is it's you're not on the legal side of that part of it, right? And you really do care about the people. It's been my experience that people who take the archetypes assessment when they get caregiver or spiritual, they really are super invested in the people and the advocates are super invested in the process. 
I don't know if that distinction makes sense, the process of affecting change. So the laws and the drawing awareness to and the whole process of change. So the advocates, the ones who get the advocate archetype, it's more of a they're involved with the process and the spiritual and the caregivers are very, very, very close to the people. Yeah, that's interesting. I, as you know, am mostly caregiver and intellectual and I can see with hindsight how that comes together in how I'm trying Mm -hmm. to create change through my research and podcasts like this and, yeah, that all pieces together. Yeah, it's, again, I can't underestimate the power of knowing yourself. I don't, it is rare I won't say always that's a thinking error, but it is rare that I pass up an opportunity to know myself even more because I always am able to then say, okay, now what does this mean for how I need to be and how I need to show up? Does this mean I need to take better care of myself? Does this mean mean I need to have different or stronger boundaries? Does this mean that I need to not engage in this type of work in my business and instead outsource that to someone else? Does this mean I need to make sure that I have a certain amount of projects that stoke my creative fire? What does this information mean? And then how do I bring that to play in the work that I do, Mm -hmm. right? How do I make sure that that shows up so that I get what I need, I get my cup filled, and then I can share what's in my cup with the people I want to support so desperately and so passionately, and I can do it without reservation, without hesitation, and without feeling put upon. Once you understand someone's archetype, you get this window into their spirit, and you get to see who they are. And it's almost like you now know how to relate to them. You know, this is what's going to make them pay attention, or this is the thing that's really going, you know, their currency, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone's got currency. And in my archetype, so on archetypes.com, I'm very strong. I've got royal and intellectual and visionary. Like I am all about nice spaces, nice things, having the best of everything, having a really clear, strong vision and making out and mapping a plan for it. And if I'm not careful, I can be super in my head about things, right? So visionary and intellectual. So I have to make sure that I stay grounded, right? Visionary, intellectual, that's all what we would consider upper chakra energy. And so I've got to make sure that I stay grounded. So once you know your archetype, you can then see like, oh, okay, what do I need to do to make sure that I don't tip over because all this energy is happening in my head? How do I stay standing straight up? And it's it's being grounded. And then that is further supported by some other assessments that I've taken where I am the, the one who wants to be in the driver's seat, so to speak, right? The one who wants to be, and I tell, and it's so funny, before I started doing this kind of self-discovery, I would always say, all things being equal, I want to be the one who's in charge. (laughs) (laughs) And and it helps me to pull, it helps me to pull back too, right? So Mm -hmm. I I know that I have got a very strong personality. And so sometimes I have to say to myself, you have a really strong personality. Yes, you want to share your views here, but give other people a chance to share their views. So it helps me. You would never know that observing you, it's so well integrated because you 
are so good at letting other people share their views. <laughs> Thank you. That was not always the case. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. You're witnessing loads of work. <laughs> there you go. That's often the case, though, isn't it? We don't realize it. Yeah. Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your brilliance with us. Yeah, thank you so much for asking me to be on this podcast. I love what you do, obviously. Are you finding this content useful? Imagine having Naomi in your corner all year for monthly one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited email support, and business resources. Visit NaomiArnold.com forward slash coaching for details.